Hi, and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram. I'm the lead strategist at EWR Digital. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is the first podcast in 2022. Uh, I think I can share collectively with the entire universe. Thank God 2020 and 2021 are over. Let's hope that 2022 looks nothing at all like 2020 or 2021. <laughs> You've got a shy guy on, on that camera. <laughs> So uh, as we're launching into this, this podcast is sponsored by Ahrefs. Uh, so let's jump into their kind of sweet software here. What can AWT, that's uh, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, make for your website? It can scan your website for 100 plus common SEO issues that might be hurting its performance and search engines. It browse your website's backlink data and get actionable insights from your inbound and outbound link profiles, learn what keywords your website ranks for and compare how you stack up against your competitors in the SERPs, that's the search engine results better pages. You always want like some interface where you can see how you rank relative to your competitors. Search Engine Journal wrote about AWT. It's hard to believe that something as useful as this free Ahrefs Webmaster tool is a killer service. Um, it's hard to believe it's free. Ahrefs Webmaster Tools is in fact a killer service. And did I, let me reiterate, it's free. So what you want to do is go to ahrefs.com forward slash A-W-T. Let's spell that out. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com forward slash A-W-T. Go check out that software. We here use a, a very well paid for version of it. Um, and we started on the free version and it was so good. That's why we're using the paid version. Fantastic. I, I love Ahrefs. I think they do a good job with other things, even outside of that with keyword research, um, with planning, uh, there, it, it's a great tool. Um, and if you're out there, I encourage you to check it out and use it. So. One of the things that we need you guys to do, hopefully you're getting some value from this podcast. Um, I was looking at our numbers. Uh, this is podcast number 529. Um, but it's weird because on one of the platforms, it looked like there were 900 podcasts up. I don't I don't know what that discrepancy is. Um, but we've been doing this a long time. Uh, we've been delivering a lot of value to uh, to our audience for a long time. And we ask really only one thing from you, and that is that you leave us a review, please. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe, like, and smash that notification bell. Uh, and if you're just listening to this and you get some value out of it, do two things. One, share it with a couple of people. And two, please leave us a review. You can do that at ewrdigital.com forward slash review. Let's get into this article. Uh, this article probably sounds familiar to Matt since he wrote it. Uh, it's his article. Uh, it's in Search Engine Journal. The title is Five On-Page SEO Factors to Check in Underperforming Content. So you want to double check these things uh, on underperforming content. Matt, you, you said there's a little bit of backstory on this article and like what actually ended up getting posted. What was like the whole backstory? Everyone likes the, the superhero backstory. <laughs> okay, well, um, first is with the Google algorithm updates, content is incredibly important, okay? And so that is really what one of the 
bigger driver drivers of uh, with some of these updates. And, you know, I, I like to write about stuff that clients have questions about, right? Because typically when clients have questions or more than one has a question, uh, others probably have that same question, right? Or it comes up here and there, or they might be searching for it online. And so, you know, one of the things I got asked, and we can maybe talk about this a little bit before getting into it, is how many times can you optimize a page, right? So like sometimes a client will come to us and uh, we're working on a page and then we- You know, I, I got to just jump in here. My first thought is how many times has Google changed their algorithm? Well, you know, <laughs> right. Like that's my first thought. How many times can you change a page uh, or optimize a page? How many times has Google changed their algorithm? They should be relevant to each other. Yeah. I mean, Google changes their algorithm all the time. I mean, yeah. they only let us know about these, these major updates, but there's so many different factors, like where a keyword is placed in a sentence close to an anchor text. If you look at some of the IP that Google has, that makes a difference, Right. Um, and then you got all these multiple algorithms layered on top of each other. And each time you switch it up, it creates a uh, different layout that gets presented to Google. And then Google ranks this efficiently. And that's one of the big, big factors of what's going on is on page SEO. And so really, I was actually I started out to um, accomplish with writing this article was to explain why sometimes a page needs to be optimized more than once. And from a, you know, a business owner or a lay person looking at this going, hey, well, you know, if you're going to do SEO, you're going to optimize that page and you're going to be done. And it should be pretty straightforward. And so let me ask you this, Chris, <laughs> um, as, as a business owner, as a digital marketer, um, why is it not as straightforward as you just have to optimize a page once and someone tells you that page is SEO optimized. Why isn't it SEO optimized and why might you have to touch that page again? Well, I mean, again, the, one of the things that comes to mind is a potential algorithm change that affects the on-page content. Um, and, and that certainly has affected if you're, if you're writing legitimate articles and those articles are written kind of for the audience, yeah, maybe you don't need to make changes, but if you're trying to ride the edges of the system, right? So have as many AdSense ads in it as you want and they change an algorithm relative to that, you're gonna have to touch it again. Um, the other thing is it also depends on how competitive that particular industry is, right? So if you've written great content and that ends up in first page, potentially even first position, like if nobody in your sphere is writing any other content, then you you might be okay, right? But if you're in a competitive industry, you also have other people that you've got to continually outperform. And I think the general consensus, whether this is true or not, in, in, and certainly isn't true in some cases, is that the newest information is the best information. And so I can I can see a lever in, in Google's algorithm, which is like, hey, this is newer, basically the same, we probably should be showing the newer content. But those are those are the things that would make me think about re-optimizing an SEO from an SEO perspective, a page. So one of the things that I would maybe add to that is when you're writing a page, would you consider a page to be optimized potentially for more than one word? Um, I think, I think that's a change. I think we, back in the day, we used to, you know, optimize it for like 
multiple words. And now, again, depending on competitiveness, you want to optimize for one word. And that word could change, like how people search can change. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, so, so I think maybe a little bit broader context, and we can certainly jump into the article here, but um, it, it's a lot of like, you know, Google wants to provide the best solution for the best keyword search possible, right? And that's determined by Google. So if you're trying to optimize for a certain keyword and then Google is trying to show you for another keyword, it means maybe your content needs to be reshuffled a little bit, right? Or um, of course you could build another page, but it comes back down to um, Google's trying to offer the absolute best answer for whatever search is done. And again, 75% of all searches are new searches. And so Google is algorithmically trying to figure out where your content should place. And it's looking for clues in the on page of the site and also how people are responding to it to decide where it should show, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times you start ranking for one thing and then you know to add this additional layer of complexity to it, what you're doing with interlinking and anchor text and uh, pushing, um, you know, SEO juice throughout the site, depending on what you do, everything you do changes could, could affect. It's like, a, it's like reshuffling. It's like every time you change something, it almost is like, you know, you, you throw a bunch of dice into, you know, whatever, and you reshuffle them and you throw them and you get like a different layout. Does that make sense? And yeah. so a lot of times, um, there's so many different factors and then you, 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 you make some changes based on like consistent variables, but sometimes you modify um, a page multiple times based on what you're trying to achieve. Also, sometimes uh, when we start ranking sites, sometimes we try to rank the homepage first uh, to kind of punch through for certain keywords. And then we'll change how um, we've structured a lot of stuff in the interlinking to maybe try to rank for other pages and then also, you know, what's happening off page. So there, there's a lot that, that that's potentially happening there. And I was trying to kind of explain some of that stuff. And I started going into some detail and that's something we should probably do, uh, or I should probably write for our blog for, but I, uh, I started writing this through and, you know, um, put, put this article together for SEJ and, um, as we read through it, you'll see how much of that got edited out <laughs> and, and how much it was left. And I think um, some of the things that um, maybe are less controversial or, um, you know, people like, like very, very um, homogenous data is, is what, you know, I think is, is represented. And then kind of the funny thing to, to a certain degree, and, and I'll share, share my screen here. Uh, for, for those of you um, on YouTube or Facebook, but um, uh, as this still got 330 shares and 13,000 re reads, um, but, but, you know, I was a little disappointed in ultimately um, what came out of it. Mm. While I do believe it, it is quality content, uh, it just kind of got um, maybe watered down a little bit by, you know, what, what what um the the final edited version was from what i presented so 
Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So yeah. like, maybe yeah. as we go through this, if there's a, at, at the points where you're like, Hey, I would add to that. Like you, you like, so in general, we're like, Hey, we're covering an article by Matt. I'm not sure what he's going to add, uh, or if there's any opportunity to add, cause you, you know, in your first brush of, of an article would cover everything that you would want to in there. Uh, but it sounds like in this case, you might have uh, a number well, of things to add. So well, when I write for, for Forbes or uh, other other uh, publications, sometimes they have like word limits, right? Or right. sometimes they, they don't want to touch uh, certain topics, right? And so uh, SCJ is a great place to, to maybe go in more depth to, to offer more of that meat that I think our listeners are, are looking for. And, um, but yeah, so I, you know, look, I love SCJ. Um, I love what they're doing over there. And so, I, I, you know, Let's let's get into it because let's I think jump it's into it. I think it's a great article. So all right, five on-page SEO factors to check in underperforming content. Uh, the SEO landscape is constantly changing, and so is on-page SEO. As a result, we now have to think beyond just title and meta descriptions to optimize our pages for major search engines. Ideally, you'll have comprehensive on-page SEO strategy that encompasses the best practices and innovative optimizations that will drive long-term success. So tips on which on-page SEO elements to start tweaking for better rankings, that's what we're gonna cover. Um, Let's first talk about what are the top elements of on-page SEO is broken down into two elements. The first is content, right? That's include your, obviously includes your website's written visual and video content, and it should focus on providing value to your audience. Remember, we always say, uh, if you're providing a good experience to the Google user, Google will look favorably upon you. Um, your content needs to make good use of your keyword research also. Uh, and then the next component is oh, HT. Well, yes. I wanted to add something. I yeah. Add something. So this is where I went into talking about uh, tangential content and basically adding to um, the, the, the national voice, right, on Google, um, on maybe the top two pages, either um, adding something to something that's currently written um, or maybe uh, writing something that's a little bit more controversial but writing about certain topics that um, are of interest of the trends and like tangential content. So, um, you know, so that, that, that part didn't make it, but I still think what I ended up saying was good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So element one content element two HTML uh, it's the default code behind the scenes. This includes items like the title, meta description, image, alt tags, uh, if you're not using these elements correctly, then you could be negatively impacting your rankings. What's a what's a shorter phrase you use for negatively impacting impacting your rankings? Negatively impacting the T A huh? Huh? N tanking your rankings. <laughs> I don't I don't use that word, but but no, what I would say about this in and why I think it's really important is a lot of time web developers use headers to design the page mm -hmm. and they're not thinking through um what the google spiders are looking at right so they're just looking at the visual presentation of it and so when you're thinking about seo you're thinking about how they're reading it but also the massive amount of content that's created every day there is no way that humans 
can fact check or whatever, all this stuff, right? So it's algorithmic, algorithmically done. And so, you know, spiders are making a lot of these decisions. AI is making a lot of these decisions. And you have to speak that language to them in addition to how people are going to um, uh, see and visualize that content. And that's a big kind of discrepancy that we see a lot with either websites that come to us uh, from clients. It's that the web developers are not looking at that, right? Again, got edited it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's jump into these five oh. on-page. Oh. Yes. oh, another thing. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen here. Sorry, yeah. I might be stopping you a few times here. That's true, uh, that's this fine. Wasn't you, like you, my, I feel like you wrote the this article. This was like not like... Okay, so guess what? See this right here, Chris? See this? See this right here? Yeah. We made this beautiful cool. image. And I don't know why it doesn't say this. I don't know if I'm like zoomed in too much, but it says created by author. would <laughs> 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 Not even, um, you know, say who, who created it, um, but it just says created by author. So December of 2021. Yeah, yeah. so we made like a custom... Um, oh, there it is. There it is. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I got to show you this for those of you watching. Um, so it's a nice image for those of you just listening that breaks down the components of a web page, a title, URL, <laughs> H1, <laughs> SEO content, H2, uh, internal links. And then, uh, yeah. And, and this is something just, um, that, that we're seeing adding a lot of value, uh, to, um, existing blogs, right? If you think about it, you have um, a blog that uses stock art and how great is stock art, right? Like everybody loves stock art like today. Um, you want to use like an original image or a custom image. And if you think about how Google's valuing it, um, would Google rather see a custom image or a stock image, right? So, um, so yeah, so yeah. creating custom images, uh, I think is a pro tip. All right. Excellent. All right. So, so number one of the elements uh, that you can uh, check for underperforming uh, pages um, is written content, right? If your primary purpose of written content is to convert your audience into paying customers, you want to ensure that each page focuses on providing value to your audience and specifically value that leads them down the sales path, right? So not just value in general, but value that leads them down the sales path. Make sure that the content you write is making good use of your keyword research. Um, use HTML subheadings to give your content structure and call out topical relevant signals to both readers and search engines. Again, a well-structured page that people can um, just leaf through and hone in on the particular parts that they want uh, is gonna be a much better experience for the Google user. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I didn't go into too much detail here, but like the EAT guidelines and the EAT updates or the BERT update, there's a, a number of updates that, um, you know, happened last year and the end of the last year before that uh, in, in uh, expertise, authoritativeness and trust um, incorporated into a good site structure and just good on-page fundamentals. So it's broken down clearly where people can uh, understand it and um, I mean, if you think about to who the readers are, the majority of the content now uh, that's being read is on mobile, right? And uh, how people read small bits of information that they can um, 
uh, quickly kind of digest is incredibly important and a, a very well uh, structured site kind of uh, addresses that uh, pretty well. So those are two things that uh, with the robots and with the people kind of marry together and create that great user experience. So, All right. So the next factor uh, to take into consideration is your title tags. Uh, the title tag is the main element that search engines use to determine what your page is about. The title tag should be focused on the exact keyword that your page is targeting. I like how you put Google has confirmed it is a quote unquote tiny ranking factor. Um, I'm not sure that we would agree that it's a quote unquote tiny ranking factor. So, or so maybe you, so you want to hear some, I mean, based on my research, Chris. Yeah. Titles are the number one thing that the algorithms look at to determine what the content's about. In addition to what somebody looked at prior to, right? So they're looking at the title of this versus the title of what you've looked at in the recent past to determine what this content may or not be, be about or what kind of things that you like as they're determining it. So um, title tags, I think um, from a copywriter standpoint and from an algorithmic standpoint, from everything that I've, when I've dug in and really read are like the number one ranking factor, but uh, yeah, tiny. <laughs> or, or yeah, you could call them tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, how, it's however you want to label it. <laughs> All right. So next is page URL. Uh, URLs play an essential role in both SEO and user experience. You should be taking the time to make sure that your URLs contain the right keywords. Try to include your target keywords in the URL in a way that makes sense to your audience. Including a keyword in the URL is an easy way to help Google determine the content of your page and how it should rank. Uh, you also want to ensure that your page URLs are short, sweet, and to the point. You don't want long, drawn-out URLs. Yeah, I, I would say, um, at least in a lot of the websites that we've been doing recently for enterprise clients, um, the slug uh, is is something that has been not paid attention to, whether if it's a product site and it's like auto-generated gobbledygook or like what the site architecture looks like of how you can understand how the content's organized of what uh, is associated with something else and uh, slug and site structure um, or that URL is incredibly important. And again, uh, less words, uh, more clarity, right? And so um, slugs and URLs, just like title tags, extremely important. So very cool. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. So, um, the next one, so that was the URLs. The next one is image alt tags. My brain just shut down for like a second. I had to reboot. I don't know what was it, going it, on. it is Friday in central time. At yeah. 52, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure anybody watching, uh, will forgive you. For recording this live hour. Uh, this is what time it is. So. <laughs> and we do have a zero edit. But if you don't realize now, we do have a zero edit policy for our podcast. So number one, this is five on-page SEO factors to check and underperforming content. Number four is image alt text. Alt text is a description of the image or video that is displayed behind the visual element. 
For example, if a photo doesn't render properly once your web page fully loads, uh, the alt text would appear in its place. Uh, and that, view, that way the viewer can still understand what it is you're trying to show them. So that's important to have that alt text be relevant to it. Uh, alt text also ensures that your content is accessible to everyone who views it. These tools become useful for visually and hearing impaired. Uh, I'm sure you have some stuff to add to that. Yeah, so again, that's like, right, the, the corporate line. Um, but what I would tell you is this is something that gets, it's easy and it's something that gets missed consistently, right? Now, either uh, the image is some crazy name and there's no alt text, right? Or if you even use, if you're if you're half right and you're like, all right, I'm not going to use uh, a stock photo, I'm going to use a real photo, Um and then it's IMG, right? Underscore, whatever. One, it won't be optimized. So I didn't go into that, but like the image probably is just this huge, like if, you, if you're if you pushing it mm, from your yeah. phone, the, the huge size of volume, which is going to slow down your site. And then it, it's Big not- Big no-no. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a process. You want to compress these images, but you got to label the images and you want to label the alt text. So again, the robots understand what the image is or- like you said, the hearing impaired, right? Um, or the visually impaired, sorry. So um, yeah. basically um, it needs to be read to them. If it's read to them, they need to understand what the image is about, right? Um, I think it By is- By the way, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah. Um, the Google algorithms uh, are visually impaired, <laughs> right? So, so it is, it's not looking at this picture of- whatever the car that you're about to sell on on cars.com and going oh that's a picture of a car right it's looking at that picture and going hey like the alt text says it's a car or a red corvette or whatever and that's how i know how to categorize that picture and 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 weight its relevant relative importance to that particular page that content so i i will say not to go into too much detail uh on a family podcast but why uh, Google did understand what images are. And when it started, it was looking at how much skin uh, was in an image. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they, it is getting smarter and it is getting better. But still, if you think about a, a, a Kappa or whatever you want to call it, basically Google doesn't, like robots don't understand everything yet. Now they're certainly getting, getting smarter. Um, but yeah, again, Google's looking for trust signals, right? And if you tell it what this image is and whatever algorithm it's using to try to determine is that image it, you're giving it more trust signals that this is actually what it is, right? Yeah. Um, again, one potential pro tip is if possible, right? You want to have images that are associated with what you're writing about, right? And so uh, also higher up on the page, um, more targeted towards whatever keyword you might be wanting to rank for. So including that keyword in the uh, Im the first image on the page uh, is going to carry more weight. And if uh, you can have an image that's associated with something you're talking about towards that target keyword, makes a lot of sense to do that. And, you know, really that's one of the things when we do an audit of a website is we're looking through and then we're going in and we're adding uh, well, we're compressing the images. We might be renaming the images and then uh, we do the image alt text. Like it's, it's really, really important. And, and I can tell you 
so few people do it still, right? So, yeah, I think you know, image alt text is is this category number four uh, heading, um, and I know that we'll go in and actually change the name of the image file. So it conforms yeah. to the standard also. Yes. So it's not yep. just the alt text. You also, it's worth renaming the file. You know, again, if you're, even if you're using stock photos, the stock photos don't often uh, have relevant keyword names for the image. And so you should at least change that. But if you're using your own images, you're right. They're coming, you know, IMG underscore 6959 or whatever. Yeah. And you want to update that to, you know, little red Corvette. And then the alt tag is little red Corvette so that uh, you've got that content built into there. All right, number five, both internal and external links. Uh, internal links are the links that point to other content within your website. They help Google understand the context of a page and how it relates to other pages on your site. External links, uh, they're the ones that point outside of your website and do help you build reader trust by linking to reputable sources and offering more information on complex or lesser uh, understood topics. There was a time um, long ago, <laughs> I think maybe even before your time, um, when the thought process and the algorithm supported it or the results from the algorithm results supported it of outbound links were a drain of your, of your link juice. Uh, and then Google just got wise and they're like, Hey, you know, if you're linking out to reputable sources, that's a, again, a good experience to the Google user. I always like to say, here's the quintessential bad experience to the Google user. If you've in fact landed on them on a page, that is the end of the internet. So there is no outbound links. That's probably not a good experience for the Google user. So what I would add to this is, um, from what I've read uh, and what I've learned as I've really digged in uh, over the years to SEO is really what Google wants to see. And the best analogy I can provide is a bow tie, okay? Is you, you want to be linking to other experts talking about topics similar to what you're talking about and supporting what you're saying. And then you should also be um, linking, linking out internally to other pieces of information that are, are, are similar to or someone might have an interest in uh, what you're talking about. So again, it goes back to how content is organized. And if you're linking to and other people are linking to you, right, let's all hold hands and those are experts, right? So you're linking out to other experts. Other experts are linking out to you. And then you're also um, connecting in with other uh, content. Again, like there's multiple layers of this maybe bow type, right? Of, of similar type of content uh, off page and on page. What you're trying to do is, is you're trying to all uh, interconnect and experts should refer to experts. Does that make sense? And yep. so... Um, that is really what you're trying to do and how you're organizing that content. And I don't think that a lot of SEOs, just from what I've seen, um, understand at, at that kind of level when they're doing like inner or interlinking of what they're trying to do, right? 
like a lot of times they're just interlinking for keyword density or, you know, there, there there's a lot of different strategies to, to on page, but I think that, or, or let's say tactics to that, but I don't think a lot of SEOs from what I've seen and talked to um, are, are going back to the fundamental, what's the overall goal and strategy of what you're trying to achieve, right? Um, in this paragraph, I wanted to, um, you know, dive into that a little bit more, talk about some things. Bruce Clay, uh, talks about this, uh, too, um, father of SEO. Um, and so I think that interlinking is something that gets missed a lot. And certainly there's been some updates over the years and Google views it differently, but again, it does come back to, what are you doing to benefit the user? And is that helpful? Right. Yeah. And, and I think if you just think in terms of pure link juice coming into a page, the place where you have the most and maybe even the only control, right? The rest is outreach and effort um, is on your own site. So how you structure your own site is a thing that you're 100% in control of and and has an impact. So, Kali, you just touched on something that that I didn't I, I didn't have uh, able I was not able to cover, which is a whole. Uh, you open up a whole other, uh, let's say, what is it? A can of, can worms, of worms, right? Yeah. Uh, link juice. There's ten, 10 points. Okay, you have you have ten points on a page, and out of those 10 points, you need to figure out where you want to direct that, that, that link equity, right? Let's okay. Link juice, link equity, whatever the term is. People do not think about this people there there. This is a whole nother blog, but link equity interlinking, um, what you're doing, why you're doing it is incredibly important. And there's not enough thought or strategy being put into that. And that's why, things are not linking even on the, like the home page, for example, you link out to every other page on your website, your, your website, your, your homepage is the strongest, um, you know, provider of link equity to your site. And then you're basically telling that all your sites equal, right? Every page on your site's equal. How does that help the spiders? Right? So that again, whole nother tangent, whole nother can of worms, but incredibly, incredibly important and on page, understanding this stuff and doing it right is going to make a huge difference. Golly, I wish, you know, I could have provided a lot more context in this article than uh, I was able to. But for those of you lucky enough to be watching this podcast, hopefully you're getting some real value here. So, and, and if you are, please leave a review at ewrdigital.com forward slash review. <laughs> All right. To wrap this up, ensuring your on-page SEO is up to par is a continuous process and should always be a part of your ongoing SEO strategy. Uh, the Matt recommends that you should be conducting uh, uh, reviews once a month uh, or more, uh, depending on, you know, size of website and, and actually size of your team is really what that kind of probably boils down to. You can ensure that your on-page SEO is top-notch and that your site generates high-quality leads and conversions with the right support. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, how, how I would end it, I, I mean, content 
I believe like today, right? So a lot of people don't want to go back and listen to our old podcast because they believe that what's currently coming out is most relevant. And I would say from really like a tactical standpoint, from a strategy standpoint, a lot of this stuff is pretty evergreen because if you're not using um, tactics that are not Google approved, then you don't have to worry about this so much. But I can tell you too, some of these algorithms, when they switch the dials a little bit, I've found that quality content and, and well-organized content is the number one ranking factor today. And that is really what we're focused on and what I'm seeing ranking today. So for all of you that don't want to go back and listen to old podcasts, which have a ton of great value, in them. And I think you can really learn a lot about how to think properly about some of this stuff that that is with all these updates, what it really boils down to is this quality content. Are people going to read it? Are people going to share it? Are people going to like it? And, um, is it adding value to the user? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up the article. Great article, Matt. Well done. Um, and we are going to ask that you do just to, I don't know, we'll start with three things. Oh. Share this podcast with three people. And then we'll add one more thing. Please leave us a review and make that review five stars. <laughs> we actually got that that in, in, in synchronicity to some degree. Uh, anything before we wrap up? No, that's it. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you tune in for the next podcast. If you're on YouTube, uh, subscribe, like, follow, smash that uh, notification bell. Uh, until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>